okay with screenwriters Amy Copperland and Courtney Thomas. Smokey the Easy is the is the screenplay, the feature film winner of the comedy festival. It is a stoner buddy comedy. It's a female-driven stoner buddy comedy. So think Cheech and Chong, I guess, with the new generation, with the new gender, I guess, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you guys watch Cheech and Chong movies before you wrote the script? And I think it's just always been in the vernacular in the Bay Area. So I've seen them. I didn't think, I didn't particularly like watch them. Did we, Amy? Oh no, she's we crazy. didn't watch it. We didn't watch that specific one. I mean, I think we both like the, the genre, the stoner buddy comedy genre. Like I know I do. And then um we were also really inspired to do like a buddy gal kind of romp comedy. The vein like clueless meets Cheech and Chong. Clueless meets that's a good one. Clueless Pineapple meets. Express. Yeah. Pineapple Pineapple Express. I know it was like a um an inspiration in our early talks as well. And yeah. Oh yeah. This is the end. All like the frat pack. Um mm-hmm. everything. I love this is the end. Like it's just there's a plethora of material out there. But what we noticed with all of the stoner material out there, there's not a lot of females talking about it. And there's not a whole lot of female perspective happening within that. So that's where we come in with Smoke Easy. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely an audience for it, right? So you called it uh, in, the, in the in the in the synopsis kind of like an ebony and ivory kind of version. Your 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 words, not mine. And so I, I can't help but ask: Is this kind of like are you guys you guys want to play the roles in the film, or are these kind of versions of you guys? Like, what is the what's the story here? Definitely for me. Uh, I'm an actress. So I wrote it thinking I will definitely be playing it. But I'd say Jill's a pretty heightened, exaggerated version of myself. Sure. Yeah. Same with Red. I'm a little bit like Red in that um, I'm as freelance as they come. Um, I'm also like kind of inspired. Uh, her story is kind of inspired by my own, trying to hold on to my family home in Oakland, California. Um, but they're exaggerated caricatures of of ourselves and and a lot of the conversations that we've like had over the years being friends in the bay area and like the things that we've come up against worked their way in little you know adventures we've had and jokes and things like that so where did you guys meet you guys met at school they were mutual friends i have a friend um michelle shout out michelle flores um that amy went to college with and i knew in high school working at hollister and abercrombie and fitch um so she introduced us i think at a party in the in the bay yeah and then um uh what we really got close we we started working together at adobe um and uh have have been um collaborators since then so we met socially and then and then became co-workers yeah amy recruited me at adobe she recruited, I was going to ask you, when did, when did the, the, the writing together as collaborators start? How did that start? I guess it was 2018, because that's when I started at Adobe. So Amy had recruited me because I had a web series called Next Big Thing with Courtney and Dara, and I was doing the social media work on that. And so she recruited me to come on with Adobe and be a social media manager on her team. Um, and it was, I think, that very same year that... Oh God, I think we were like, had a ton of things going on, but I think that's when Amy was like, I have a script. I've been trying to finish it. I think you're the person to finish it with me. Like, check this out. Yeah, I had um like these characters bopping around in my head 
for so long, um, but not the the plot that we really landed on. And um, when I met Courtney, I was like, I think you're the person that I've been right trying to write into existence, but like, I don't, I need you, obviously, like she, Courtney's brilliant and, um, and, and she just brought some, so something so much, so like authentic and uh, amazing to the, to the idea. And then we wrote it together, um, like on my couch and right before the pandemic hit. So I've done maybe a thousand podcasts. This is the first time that someone's actually, if someone's baking something while- I know, I'm making a roast chicken for my Sunday dinner and the timing, it just- The Sunday, what's Sunday dinner? What's going on on Sunday dinner? Roast chicken and diced potatoes are what's happening. Oh, so you're not baking, you're cooking. Okay, so- I'm cooking, but it's like a baked chicken situation. Okay, I I saw a baking dish come out, so I just assumed it was baking. So who's it for? Is this for yourself or somebody else? This is just for me. I'm meal prepping for the week. That's amazing. Okay. Cause that's the first <laughs> time it's ever happened. Like you, 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 you know how to cue that in too. While Amy's talking, you can go to <laughs> the stove and <laughs> listen, we can take a cue now. <laughs> okay. So then um, I was just going to say that, that you both have uh, on the move that you watched the most time of your life, you both have, you both said clueless and you mentioned clueless before, but you guys seem fairly young, and I'm assuming you're very young. So Clueless is kind of before your time. And I mean, how did you guys get, get, get connected to that film? Really great. Right. That part, <laughs> I don't know. Is Clueless before our time? I remember seeing it. We were pretty yeah. young when it came out. I was definitely sneaking. I, it came out in 95. I remember summer yeah, of 95 it, it came 95. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we watched it. I remember watching it, you know, middle school through high school. It's still yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it on TV. It must have been like on HBO when it was like after the theatrical release. Yeah. Walking, walking around with the TV remote, pretending it was my cell phone <laughs> and just being like, D, what up? <laughs> and just imagining <laughs> high school to be like that. And it kind of was, kind of not. Oh. I, I, I remember that I watched that film maybe about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And the movie still holds up today. It's still kind of, it still passes its time, it passes the mustard of like age. Listen, it's based on a classic. It's based on Jane Austen's Emma. So you're working with a strong foundation right there. And then you've got some pretty classic performances. It went on to be a TV show. It was, it was a strong film. It was a strong perspective at a strong time. There's an audience, clearly it's timeless. I mean, I was just recommending it to someone on, in the car, like on Friday. I was, there's people out there who have still not seen this film, if you can believe it. So anything yeah, we can do to No, it it's good. It's got heart. It's got That's a mean. right? Like it's, it is about getting a guy, which is, you know, like we don't it need it. But at the it's same time, it's like, that. it's not the main plot, right? Her getting- It's about like a woman's, a young woman's self-discovery. Yeah through the context of yes it's all these guys and her friends and their guys but ultimately she discovers herself yeah i think yeah and yes. i love the, the guy i, I love the guy who played the dad he was fantastic so oh no, yeah, yeah and paul rudd's in that who like looks exactly Another the guy? same he looks yeah. exactly the same he does like 30 years ago right so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, so tell me about, okay, so Amy, you said you had this idea, and then you were like, what were you struggling with? The tone, the, the comedy, what what was, what was the Like, it all, I mean, I had been taking these, like, writing workshops, because I had this, I wanted to, like, write a stoner comedy, and in 
earlier versions, there's like uh, characters that are like traversing tech together or they have own a hat shop. So like the what came out on paper with Courtney and I is like very different. But what I was interested in is and still am is like what does it mean to have like an interracial, like a close interracial friendship um, these days? And like, there's so many, there's so much material there and richness there. And then um, I think I was like, also like kind of hungry for that in my own life and like started writing it. And then like Courtney came into my life (laughs) along, along with other people, but it was like, we've been able to like talk about, um, you know, serious race stuff as it comes up in the Bay Area. And I'm super, super grateful for that sort of relationship. And where is the, the script is set in Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. So in San Francisco, it's, it's set in, um, it's her in Oakland, but it's set at a, a, um, a, 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 a music festival that's actually taking place next week in San Francisco and Golden Gate Park. Gotcha. And in uh, in the terms of the in terms of the 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 different kind of smoky, did you guys partake that make sure they inspire you to make the film to write the script as well? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We like to say that we're high functioning stoners. So like Courtney and I would share like a happy hour joint. And um, I think we're uh, find a lot of creativity and and healing and with cannabis. And um, that's also like why our our characters are cannabis entrepreneurs. They want to um, be part of like the medicinal healing aspects of of cannabis. I could never do that. I can I always I had I could never do that in in function. Like I could Mm. I could I can, I can, I could, I could stay, like I say could, cause it was a long time ago, but basically I used to like every day, but it was more about like, it was just me being in a state, but it wasn't about just like, I couldn't function. I, I knew where I was in that crazy state for a reason. So I, I, uh, I admire people like yourself who can do that. Thank you. We work really hard. You work really hard. <laughs> yeah, no. we do. <laughs> we need that joint. <laughs> So when, how does it work for you guys when you guys collaborate together on a script? Like, do you guys work together? Do you like pass, pass notes? Like how did, what's the, how does the relationship work? Yeah. Like we started out with work sessions because I live in LA now, but when Amy and I started on the script, I was still living up in the Bay area. So we would get together. I mean, I would say pretty frequently at that point, maybe once a week to our you know, whatever worked with our work schedules to get together and move the script forward. Um, We have lots of docs, lots of Google docs, lots of Mm -hmm. brain dump, good ideas to just keep updated with. Um, But generally we just try to get together, move the story forward. I mean, we've been working on this for like four years now, yeah, almost five. So I mean, a lot of different iterations, a lot of, lot of just talking through ideas, really, truly. I mean, a lot of what has ended up in the script is inspired by real life events. And so we kind of decompress around like what happened. One of the most insight, if we have time, one of the most insight, I'll tell you the story of the most inciting incident for the script that you read. Um, but yeah, it's just working through it, working through it. We did a reading also, a Zoom reading in the pandemic so that was the summer of 2020 
we brought together a group of experts or people we trusted and really wanted to just share the story that we'd been talking about. We got feedback, implemented that feedback. So again, just like getting together, working through the kinks and hanging out amazing, an amazing script or one that we're really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of things over FaceTime and and Zoom too. And yeah, but a lot of it has been written together, which was so fun for me. Like writing can be, um, I'm also a writer by trade um, and other other avenues like journalism and it can be very solitary. So it was really fun to have a writing partner on this and um, yeah, made it, made it a blast. And you guys both are both coming from a different perspective too, or you're both kind of kind of coming from the, the, the point of view of your characters, I guess, your, your heightened versions of yourselves, I guess, in the, in the script. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like my perspective tends to come from like, yeah, I want to explore like the interracial friendship, but I love exploring the backdrop in which this, this friendship is taking place. I have a lot of strong opinions about my, my home, the Bay area and the way that, you know, I've had to navigate it as a black woman and as that being my hometown and, you know, calling out while it is known for being a very bastion of like liberal, progressive, everyone loves each other, everyone's equal. Like it actually doesn't play out like that. And especially with the arrival of the tech industry in recent decades, that has only become even more obvious when you look at this, like the disparities and the representation of who's able to work these amazing jobs, these well-paying, life-changing jobs um, in their own backyard, you know? And I really wanted to explore that in a funny way. I think that was like really crucial for me. Didn't want it to be woe is me. I wanted it to be comedy. I wanted it to be sharp and I wanted it to still drive the point home. Like, you know, I wanted, I still want a lesson to land. Yeah, there's a thematic that, that's that's tying your film. It's for laughs. There's a, there's a funny moment happening all the time, but- you're still, you're, it's still, it's still a movie trying to, it's, it's, it's got something to say, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is, which is true of Amy and myself. We have something to say. Yeah. And want to say. <laughs> the interesting thing about the Bay Area is that, is that it has changed drastically, right? There's definitely a class system. San Francisco is like, you have to be a multimillionaire to live there now. <laughs> and uh, no exaggeration. Oakland has lost all their sports teams, like every one of them. And there's a metaphor in there, right? So, yeah, it's painful. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot of change going on, but there's still a really strong foundation of natives that live there. Um, so, I think it's really a good time to tell our story in the midst of so many structural changes that I don't know. That I honestly think all of all of what we've named can't erase it. It's so strong. It's so rich. It's so deep. The history of Oakland and the Bay Area. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're really working to uncover that some more. And yeah, I was just gonna say this, like, but I don't think there's been a real great story told about about this era. There's been there's been uh, like micro kind of like, you know what I mean, like some really interesting like films. I'm sorry, the the Michael G. Borden uh, Jordan movie just like just oh, totally went over my what's the yeah. movie Fruitville. yeah Fruitville station yeah so yeah. that's but that's more of an individual kind of true story uh situation but there hasn't been like a kind of dichotomy of what has happened in the area yet there hasn't been a movie really kind of made about that yeah yeah, yeah. not a lot about women too and yeah. like the yeah. ones I can think of like blind spotting is also beautiful I think that's that set in Oakland right and uh yeah, Blindspotting did a really good job um yeah 
of of showing like true Oakland culture. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. like Amy's bringing up, we we can name all of these wonderful filmmakers coming out of the Bay that are telling wonderful stories, but they are tending to be male, even with the early onset of this movement. And so we're true to San Francisco when we say let's let's stop this at right right here, include us. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And basically, drugs are good sometimes, right? <laughs> sometimes, I think. I think we have an interesting exploration to do with that. But I think ultimately, whether you think drugs are good or bad, is that they are legal now. Yeah. So, I think when we talk about the over incarceration of Black and Brown bodies, especially when it comes to cannabis and the double standards that exist, and we're that's the part we're also really excited to learn more about. Um, we would like there to be a companion product line with our with our short film turned series called Smoke Easy. And so we're actually going to be learning about what it takes to sell cannabis as a Black woman and as a white woman. And I'm sure there is many a story to tell when we get into the inner workings of getting licenses and, you know, whatever whatever other hurdles exist to start that type of business. Yeah. I mean, I really, I love cannabis. It's been very great for my creativity, great for healing. Um, my mom uses it. It's like, there's, there's so much like, uh, medicine in that plant. And then there's also the terrible commoditization of it. And like, uh, Courtney's mentioning the incarceration of, of people who are like, there's mostly white people now in the cannabis industry. Um, it's not woman owned, it's not black owned. And so we want to talk about that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it is interesting about the white man, right? They always, you know, it's still like it's still, <laughs> you know, they still got control, and in, in, in a general sense, they really do. So, and I'm I'm speaking as a white man. I know. We so. Yeah, we, we need y'all too. <laughs> we need so everyone, when, you know. <laughs> when did you guys know that uh, it was like the script was in good shape to submit the start submitting the festivals? I think it was after our reading, right? Yeah, we, um, I think we got such great positive feedback from our table read and then we felt inspired and we wanted to just film the first scene. So we invested some, we got a wonderful local filmmaker, Evan Adler, focus with Focus Films set up in, in the Bay Area. He helped us kind of bring it to life, like six minutes of it. And then it took us a year to put it out on Instagram. And I think for, we were like, okay, that we've brought this into the world. It's like, it lives. And um, I think we kind of like submitted to festivals, like totally believing in our work, but also kind of like, okay, this will be a nice way to like, do a little bow on this project. Yeah, like we're kind of like, okay, let's, uh, let's congratulate ourselves. Let's like throw some pennies into this fountain and see what happens. But I think we were both kind of ready to like, maybe move on or just kind of like, you know, give it their its due. And so it's really exciting that it's gotten some um, uh, some attention because at least for me, I wasn't really expecting that. I was just, you know, happy to have created it. And so I guess it's, you have it as a body, as, as, a, as an example of, of what you guys can do. And uh, and I guess if you could be, like you said, you did the proof of concept, I guess, film, and you could, you know, hopefully it can be made into a film one day, but I guess you guys are moving on to other projects, writing projects right now. Not well, more. <laughs> now that we're seeing some traction, we're like, well, I guess. Yeah. So there you go. Right okay. Right gotcha. after we, so we had said, okay, like we've come <laughs> a good length with this project now. We had, 
I think just submitted it because in that reading that we had over Zoom in the pandemic, I had a friend and my first college roommate, actually, um, Fawn Stone, came and she's a screenwriter in the Guild, the whole thing, wonderful success story. And I said, please come, you know, give me the honest truth. Of course, like you're the expert. That's why I'm bringing you here. And she, her feedback, she had like, you know, general feedback, but she was like, this is going to do really well in the festival circuit scene. Um, and she had been a judge previously for, I think like ABFF. So I trusted her. And then that's, I think the motivation for me was to just test it out, put it in a couple festivals that seem to resonate with us that maybe get what we're talking about. And then we heard from you wonderful people um, with Wild Sound Festival. And then we just recently heard back from the Screencraft, um, the Screencraft Fund for short film grants. And we are quarter finalists in that. And we'll be hearing later this month if we move forward for a $30,000 short film grant. To make oh, this. wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank so you. we're pretty motivated. We're going to keep putting it out there. We're applying for grants. We're applying for more festivals. I, It's just such a perfect time to talk about the subject matter that we're talking about. I think we're two great sources from which being women, being from the Bay Area, to tell this unique story. Um, and it, it could only have come from us. So I think that's what excites me the most. So I'm not ready to move on yet. I think I think we got some yeah. miles to go. And it was your festival that really put that fuel back in our in our in our tanks. Oh, we'll definitely. never forget our first. Your you first. never forget your first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I know it's so good to hear it because it's but it's like obviously the you have great scripts, you can have great ideas, but timing is very, very important. And right now, this is a very timely script for many different reasons, but the what we're talking, we were just talking about, but this is a script that people want to do as well, right? I know there's a strike going on, blah, 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 but meaning that this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a, this is what people are looking for right now, if that makes any sense. It's got a unique spin to it. But it's but it's there's a comfortable comedy to it. Not that it's not original, but there's a comfortable kind of feel to it. But it's still unique in its own way. I mean, you don't know if that makes sense to you. It's got that. It's got both things going for it at the same time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're very inspired by the comedy legends, by classic comedies. I mean, you if you read this, you know that Broad City is something that we loved and watched. Yeah. I think we can go classic all the way back to Lucille Ball. Some of the bits that we do, like. We love hearing that, yes, like that's the foundation of it, that familiarity, some of those bits, but we're talking about something new with it and keeping it sharp. Yeah, I think 100%. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the on the script and everything like that. So I wish you guys the best of luck. And if it, if it gets me into a film, obviously we'll show it and uh, we will help it promote it any way we possibly can. Thank you so much. We appreciate your support. So much. So lovely meeting you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, best of luck with you guys. You too. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hasenbemp Incorporated.